You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. <laughs> and we are here today with Murphy Scott Wolfgar. He is the executive director of Bridget St. Bridget. He's also an actor and playwright in this upcoming production. And we're also here with Maddie Radcliffe. She is the deputy director of Benson Theater, also an actor as well in this upcoming thing. And they're going to tell us all about their upcoming Christmas show Yay, here at the Christmas. Benson Theater. Thank you guys so much for talking with us. And yeah. it's nice to see you in person. I know, every time we get, have to talk, it seems like it's like what's always over the internet. So yeah. guys, it's so nice to come down and actually talk with you guys in yeah, person. Yeah, we're glad to have you in the theater. Always happy to be here. It's such a beautiful space. Oh, oh my thank gosh, you so yes. much. We always yeah. have so much going on. I know. We do. Love yes. This place. <laughs> but this is the third uh, collaboration that you have had together with Bridget and Benson. Yes. It is. It's actually, if we go back to the B side days, mm-hmm. it's actually the, the fifth. Oh, Ooh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Because we did the second Holiday Lights over at the B side, and then oh, I did uh, an Arthur Miller show, Incident of Ishii, over at the B side. Oh, nice. And we used to be right standing right in this spot. Really? When it was freezing cold and rubble in here, waiting for entrances. We'd make entrances oh. from the beginning. Oh, okay. From <laughs> outside <laughs> in the street. From yeah. Outside. So there, were the, there was the easel with this drawing. That looks exactly like what this looks like now. That's and amazing. we would be waiting with our little baby monitor, sitting <laughs> on the cold, listening for our cues. That's right. Oh. And imagining what this would be one day. And now here we are. Here we are. In it. are. It's a long way You're from acting uphill both ways in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. It, it is. We st- I still make the actors go around the Yeah, we still, go, we still go outside. We, so we use the whole space. Yeah. Like it builds character. It does. Yeah. It does. There's a little bit of nostalgia. That's right. So it was fun during Dracula when there was a, there was a downpour. And we had to, in the uh, middle had to of the run show. around the building. That's yeah. Awesome. Oh, I'm so sorry. I missed Dracula 77. I heard nothing but great things about oh, good. it. It looked so cool. It was oh, fun. I was just sick. I couldn't be. I was just too busy. Yeah. <sighs> the price of being in stuff is you never get to see your friends in yeah. stuff. That's exactly I know. it. That's why I, I, I had a ton so of friends fun. in Because at least we too. get to talk about it. I know. Like I know. We don't get to go. So officially, this is called Holiday Lights. Yes. And it's it's not the first time you've done it. Correct. This is the fourth. It's number four. Annual, yeah. Because I saw last year that was and that really was great. number three, yeah. Yeah, that was really great. Quickly becoming yeah, Benson's Christmas you. show. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh yes, I foresee a long-term oh, holiday lights good. tradition here. That is good. awesome. As long as you're into it. Oh, I'm totally into it. Great. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> great. I love that. Well, yeah. and I really love the variety in this because Christmas shows are so hard to produce and. Yeah. You know, the Christmas story has been done a million times over in a million different ways, down to even just a one-person deal. So you have reimagined it and you've added some elements to it, which I really enjoy, Mm -hmm. which come even before what we know Christmas is to be. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy that piece of it. (laughs) So you wrote this, right? I did. I did. So kind of tell us a little bit about some of the aspects. I know that you've got, well, I won't. I'll let you tell. Yes, no, it was the, 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 the original idea of it is that it's a holiday show, that it isn't just about Christmas. So it's, we don't call it the Christmas show, we call it a holiday show. Holiday Because we cover everything from Thanksgiving 
all the way through New Year's. That's awesome. And then we try to stuff in as much uh, variety culturally as we can mm -hmm. with what everyone celebrates. Last year, we took uh, a Christmas carol and we kind of did a little spin on it. Yeah, and, it was great. And, and then we had other scenes that were written by Jason Levering here and Moira Mangimelli wrote something. And, mm. and so we kind of, as we were working on it together, I used the Christmas carol story to weave all of the pieces together. And it was really kind of loosely stitched together. And the idea was it to be sort of fun. And that's why we called it Holiday Lights. It was like this play on these bite-sized mm -hmm. yeah. little stories. Uh, one of them involves Krampus, which is like yes. our yes. crowd favorite. Oh, I love it. That, yes. And that was what we did that the first year at the B-side. That was the second Holiday Lights. I, I wrote that for the first time. Um, and that script has actually evolved and it's even I did some rewrites again this year oh, cool. because there was a whole thing that I realized that I missed in <laughs> okay. bringing out uh, Krampus's backstory like yeah. like the whole pagan thing uh, sure. yes. like it was sort of like we were talking about Christmas and my character who, whose name is Marty is Jewish and mm -hmm. he is encountered by Krampus and yeah. then hijinks <laughs> ensue right and and it's just this nice conversation between these two people on this bench or one of them is technically a maybe demon. a person maybe yeah. not <laughs> and that's kind of the fun thing about it it's like you're watching it and you don't know if this dude is like really committed to LARPing or if yeah. he is actually Krampus right and that's kind of the fun for the audience of it too yeah and both amazing. the characters kind of learn a little lesson from each other about each other and things mm -hmm. as we go and it's just a little 15 minute piece mm -hmm. um, but the idea was to take more stories like that and be able to sprinkle them into a narrative um, and and last year was the first time that I was in the space that I actually yeah. directed something in here worked with John Forsman the wonderful technical director here yes who John. when I oh, first man. showed when I first showed up I brought my I brought my little digital projector with me and oh, I was yeah. like well I'm gonna I want some projections and da, da, da. and he's like yeah I got this one and he showed me these beats <laughs> and then he started showing me on the computer what he could do I was like all right all right I'll take that in the home. trash <laughs> and and we really you know just I just get along with everybody really well here everybody here is so accessible and open and friendly and and creative and communicative so the way that I like to work is I like have an idea and then I allow that idea to kind of evolve based on whoever's in the room and what's going on. And, mm -hmm. and okay. by allowing myself to be open to that, we just pulled off some really cool stuff last year visually. And yes. um, there was a lot of things that I wrote that I felt like worked really well and some stuff that I felt like I didn't quite land. And okay. I really wanted to take another crack at this particular story again. Mm -hmm. um, so again, I'm using Christmas Carol as sort of the narrative or the through line. Mm -hmm. Um, and then building out the rest of the world from there. Although I would say, and tell me if I'm wrong. I will. That, <laughs> that this year the story is more cohesive. Oh, yeah. That yeah. It, it is sort okay. of telling a narrative. And where last year the kind of, the narrative we were telling was kind of like about grief and loss and memory and sort of this... Yeah, we had I had that piece that I wrote too that was about my dad having dementia. Yes, and that's returning. That that got yes. a really positive response from the audience. And Maddie will be in that this year. Yeah, yes. that one. Mm -hmm. okay. um, mm -hmm. Jack Serby is playing the the older gentleman again, and then mm -hmm. Adam Bassing, who was with us last year, was playing the caretaker role. Yes, um, and and so I, I I took those two pieces that I already had. And then I started looking at A Christmas Carol again, and I thought, wouldn't it be fun if, like, every year 
we took the Christmas Carol tale and did something completely different with that's, it. Yeah. Uh, yes, oh, that's yes, that's a great. That. So this year, instead of it being about memory and grief and loss, it's about family. Yeah. It's about okay. the, our birth families and then the sort of found families that we find along the way, sure. being neurodivergent people or people from different backgrounds or people right. who just don't connect with their families but connect yeah. with other people. Yeah. So using that as sort of this foundation for community and then talking about how community and family kind of go hand in hand mm -hmm. and using that very familiar narrative to everybody because sure. everybody's in some way or another come in contact with that Christmas Carol story, sure. that redemptive story. And yeah. they're familiar with the three ghosts and with mm -hmm. Scrooge and mm -hmm. as these sort of iconic touch points, you know, at the mm -hmm. holiday season, whether you're you know, you celebrate Christmas or not. Yeah. It's hard to avoid coming into contact yes. with those things. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. So it was fun to be able to say, okay, if I'm looking at this from the perspective of people who don't celebrate Christmas, how can they still enjoy this story without mm. losing the people who do like Christmas yeah. and yeah. who do want that? So the goal is to try to have something for everyone. Yeah. So everybody That's leaves cool. the theater feeling satisfied in some way that they've seen themselves represented, that they've seen a story that they like represented, that, you know, whether they're Jewish or Christian or whatever, that yeah. they have seen some element of something that they can relate to, and then had a lot of laughs along the way. Yeah, sure. um, And we're including a lot more live music this year. Ooh. So there's a musical number in oh. the Scrooge piece that we added. Yeah, I think I saw that. There's a musical, yeah. <laughs> there yeah. is. Yeah. And we're, and we're leaning heavily into the Rankin and Bass uh, vibe, yes. Folklore. Yes. Like, oh, for yes. anybody who knows the old, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Heat the Night Before Christmas, yes. Santa Claus the Year Without Santa, Santa Claus, without Santa. like, all that oh, stuff. Yeah. And if you remember that stuff, it was weird. It was. It like, was so kind of dark. And <laughs> it was Christmas kinda, fantasy. Yes. It was cool. <laughs> and not like, like you know, candy-coated fantasy, no. but like, this is a little creepy and I'm unsettled as a child. Yeah. I still, I but still I worry about the... It was Little Grimm's <laughs> Tales, yeah. yeah. And I still so, worry about the Isle of Misfit toys. <laughs> yeah. every, every once in a while, I'm just like, those poor toys. I know. They didn't choose. Exactly. To be have square wheels as a train. No, right. nobody wants a Charlie at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. so, so we've totally tried to, and we are still infusing yeah. that sort of uh, some of those actual characters, like call outs to those particular characters that people right. will remember. Yeah. Um, and then that idea of that being a through line where it goes from something more creepy to something more. Uh, sentimental yeah and and there's a message along the way and and we we just keep kind of ping-ponging back and forth between those different ideas and those different vibes and uh, and I really yeah I'm really excited we're having a really yeah. good time in rehearsal we really this. are well, and what I love so much yeah. about it is that everything about this show mirrors the mission of Benson Theater and what we want. We want an inclusive space. And so how do you create a holiday show that's inclusive? You represent every possible scenario of holiday celebration that you can. And that's what I think any collaborative work that we do with Bridget St. Bridget feels so on mission for us. And for sure. it's just been a blast. Yeah, well, and, and, and that's one of the things I think is really cool with the holiday lights is, uh, you, you get the variety, you get a bunch of, cause I'm, I'm a big fan of short stories, short plays, and, and if you get a bunch of them at once, I love that. And yeah. the fact that, of course, we have the holiday theme and you get, it runs the gamut. Yeah. Like you said, from Thanksgiving to New Year's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
Now, we know you're the deputy director here, but yes. you're acting one of these things. I now, am. did you help direct anything or write anything, or are you staying? Just acting. All right, very fair enough. I do also <laughs> write. Yeah. Yes, I, I, knew, I, I know you do write. Yeah. I didn't know whether you wrote anything for this year's Holiday Lights or not. Not for this year's Holiday no Lights. Um, what What's so great is how everyone here and everyone with Bridget St. Bridget are creative on these multiple mm -hmm. levels. For sure. And so um, I think there's a future where we, you know, do more collaborative writing and directing and all of that. Um, yeah. But yes, uh, as deputy director, acting was my capacity for this year. That's so. awesome. No, <laughs> yes. that's a lot to do, I'm sure, because you yeah. still have to make sure everything's working yeah. for this collaboration. So what have you written? Oh, I've written some plays. Um, the most recent one that anyone did anything with was Dead Bird Play, oh. um, which we are, uh, this is a spoiler alert for next season, but we are hoping to mount here uh, next year cool. for a full production. There was a staged read-through during the pandemic of Dead Bird Play. It's a okay. one-act play um, about five minutes in, 300 dead birds fall onto the stage. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's yeah. great. Okay. Um, and I've awesome. had some things at the Shelter Belt before. I had a play called Mountain Birds that was about four sisters kind of dealing with um, their parents' cabin. They had a cabin in Colorado, so like going through the things after their parents are gone. Uh, and what else? Uh, I did some things with, we had a small uh, troupe called Firebelly Rep, and I did The Curious Disappearance of Mulder the Cat. <laughs> That was over at PS Collective. That's awesome. um, yeah, that one was fun too. So, oh, wow. yeah, runs the gamut. So you're just this. <laughs> this seemed to come naturally. To yeah, you to, to be here and yeah. I mean, that. both my parents are theater people. <laughs> yes, they got they their really? master's degrees at Lincoln in the '70s with like with Judy. Susie. Yeah, Judy Radcliffe. That's oh, my mom. <laughs> of course, <laughs> duh, Radcliffe. Yeah. Yep. Hello, Judy. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Hi. Um, yeah. I uh, would spend so much time when I was a little kid looking through. They had these books of all of the photos from the shows that they had been in in college, and they would, like, clip out the newspaper reviews and highlight their names in them, and I just spent so much time in those books. But they didn't act uh, when we were growing up, so for 16 years I didn't see either of them mm. act. Oh, okay. The first thing that either one of them did, my dad was in um, – Oh, Arsenic and Old Lace. He was Teddy <laughs> in Arsenic and Old Lace at the Playhouse. And it was just like my brain exploded. Because my dad was very like a very serious and like intellectual person. And so seeing him be so silly, in I was Arsenic like, wow. And old lace. Yeah. yeah. Then my mom did Sound of Music at the Playhouse. And then oh, cool. they both just kept going. So right. it was a natural uh, yeah. <laughs> conclusion to who I became. Were, yes. <laughs> yes. Your fate was decided. Yes. <laughs> That's interesting. Did they take you to theater since they weren't involved in theater then during that time oh so. yeah yeah I was exposed to uh, all art but yes I think one of the most profound experiences for me with theater when I was younger I was about I think 11 years old and we visited New York and it was you know a while ago so we just went without any like real plan and my mom would you know walk up to ticket booths and be like hi we're from nebraska and i was just wondering and like so we got front row seats to uh awesome. the play art oh. um and it was I, I mean you you would think as an 11 year old like that would kind of but i was just so you. so into it and that really i think influenced 
my writing and the kind of theater that I like. And okay. um, so, yeah, they took us to a bunch of different stuff and, and it was great. But getting to see them experience that um, and be in it was also really life-changing for me. Right. And my mom's going to be in Cabaret at the Playhouse oh. with Jack Zerby. I was oh. going to say, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. I thought I remember seeing her name again recently. Yeah, full circle there. Yes. So. Small world. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I can't imagine not seeing your, like all of a sudden seeing your your parents on stage after, yeah. you know, when you're 16, 17 years old. And yeah. Not being able to see that before. Yeah, that it was pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. My Absolutely. dad um, unfortunately passed away when I was uh, 18. So it was only a couple years that I got to see him really perform. But man, mm. he was great. He was in uh, Not About Nightingales at the Playhouse and was just incredible in that. And then he was in a really beautiful play called Trip to Bountiful. That was the last performance he did also at the Playhouse. And I remember very specifically there was a part where his character picked up a rock and threw it onto the lake and watched it skip. But, you know, there's not obviously a lake, it's the audience. And he didn't even have a real rock, but you watched him watch that rock skip. And that was, Mm. so that just like lives in my heart anytime I go to perform. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and you have a beautiful voice, too, which I have heard before. <laughs> and so you're yes. going to be singing in this yeah, production yeah, as well. Yeah. Yes, you got, you know, you are in the Christmas Carol I version am. of, yeah, that, that you're redoing a little yeah, bit. Maddie yeah, Maddie threw out, she, we threw out the entire piece. So yeah. she's in, she's Scrooge, Ebenezer, Ebenezer, Ebenezer. <laughs> in the Christmas Carol piece. And then she is the daughter in Old Cy Lang mm-hmm. and... She shows up in a later scene that's a family <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner um, that's yep. uh, Mr. It, and Mrs. Claus having <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner with all their grown children who all now believe very different things. Yeah. And <laughs> she's one of those children. Yeah. Um, and then there's there the interludes. Like one of the things that I started doing during Dracula that I kind of discovered was uh, not doing like blackouts at the end of scenes. It's yeah. just having finding creative ways to have the characters, even if they're like in different parts of the world, crisscrossing in the space and mm-hmm. using the entirety of the Benson Theater space as the playing space. That's so cool. we used everything. We used the ledges and the back and the lobby yeah. and the front and 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 it just kept the story moving forward and it was yeah. so much fun to figure yeah. them out and never bring the lights down and mm-hmm. and so we're doing the same thing with holiday lights That's and so cool we're idea. using uh, caroling in some spots mm. to to actually like have the characters change other characters clothing on stage while they're sort of being accosted by this group of carolers <laughs> out of nowhere and they spin them around and in they go to their scene oh, and so yeah. maddie's doing That's some of that wonderful. and yeah i love that I love that. This just sounds like so much fun, and it's got so many different pieces to it. And you are such a good writer. I mean, good is just oh, actually an you. understatement. You're, <laughs> you're really an excellent writer, and, yeah, and sure. you can think of all these different things. And to, to change it every year has to be kind of an undertaking. It's as well, fun. Like I like I'm one like I, I'm one of those people who loves rehearsal. I love the creating mm-hmm. part. And then once we get it open, I'm like, all right. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's next? Yep. And, yeah. and so the the challenge of taking and 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 also as you know we've been doing Bridget St. Bridget for over thirty years now, and and our mission began with doing the classics, and it's still a big part of what we do. Um, and so in the last you know five to ten years, I've really started thinking about how we look at the classics now as a civilization, as a society, mm-hmm. as a community. 
how do we look at the classics and still honor that work mm -hmm. but include diversity within it mm -hmm. and and be able to look at it through a prism of this material is adaptable if it's going to last mm -hmm. if it's going to be a part of our culture forever then it has to grow with us like you know when you're in a relationship yeah. you, you constantly are growing together or else psh, you break it, up yeah, yep. yeah and so so looking at the classics and thinking how can i reimagine this story without rewriting the narrative like right. saying okay yeah. i'm going to stay true to this so like with the christmas carol yeah. it's like anybody who loves that story who like goes every year and sees it and sure. just it's a part of their tradition and all of that they'll be able to come and see the arc of that story played out as it was written mm -hmm. yeah. and their whole the redemptive aspect of it but to take that and then shine different colors and and like you know mix you know blues and reds and mm -hmm. so you get more mm -hmm. of a purple instead of this or that and mm -hmm. so I, I i find that really fulfilling as a person yeah um cool. and and that kind of engages me and and the challenge of thinking like okay what am i going to do next like how can yeah. i take this story and change it? pull on a different thread and unravel that yarn and see yeah. where that leads me yeah. like that's a really fun endeavor and then yeah. gathering a group of people around you who dig that yep. yes yeah, yeah that's that. a huge part yeah. of it right. so because it's malleable in the process yeah. so even though like like we have pages and everything that we yeah. start with we get into rehearsal and we go this doesn't like this doesn't work or somebody yeah. goes oh i've got this great joke that i could put here and oh oh but that totally changes the what we did in the other scene so mm -hmm. let's rewrite that okay well and, and that's so, what's so delightful right. about working with you murphy is like you're open to that if somebody there have been so yeah. many times in rehearsal where somebody says something as a joke and he's like nope that's going in and so <laughs> i just love that there's that room for everyone who's a part of it to influence it i think it makes it really special well yeah and and yeah he's not getting overly precious with the material exactly it, you know, it, it's, it depends on the year. It depends on the group you have and yeah. what you're feeling at the time and how should we do this yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. And I, I love can that. see how Fun. this could also help you with your writing because you haven't had the op opportunity to use some of the technology before in your other spaces. Right. Mm -hmm. So that that probably opens up a lot of things for yeah, you. Yeah, we're like completely digital, which <laughs> makes it possible. Yeah. Like if yeah. I was having to bring new paper pages in every night and we were having to track like, who, okay, who's got three days ago's version <laughs> yeah. of this? And yeah. But but we do everything digitally. We, we use a, a productivity app called Slack, which yep. Oh, love yeah. Yeah. and and so we create yeah. channels for each of the departments for costumes for lights for sound for mm -hmm. visual you know backgrounds for music for script for rehearsals yep. and then when I make changes to the script if everybody's working off of a tablet or another device instead of paper pages say okay like last night Eric and Kat and I were all like rewriting yeah. the third scene yeah and so we'd, I'd write it and go okay refresh and everybody would refresh their pages and then we yeah, do the new pages Boom, right there got it. and so we didn't have to wait for handy. me to go home and rewrite it and bring it back to the and rehearsal and room copies and yeah and mm -hmm. so we're really nimble handy. and we're really able to pivot on a dime and yeah and it really makes that kind of th that that spontaneity that exists in the rehearsal room if you've got like a really happy healthy rehearsal room cooking mm -hmm. that it enables that you to really just tap into that vein and then like directly feed it into the product yeah so you're like this is okay so we went yeah. from this idea that you just had yeah. and now it's in the script and and yeah. now we're working it and 
It's yeah, the, the technology yeah, really is so huge. Much fun. And because I have ADHD, I think it's where my creativity comes from, and it's where you, know, you can hear when I talk. I yeah. like speed up when I get excited about yes. this. <laughs> yes. But it helps me organize myself, like in a way that I can have all these different ideas going at once. And then there's these different, you know, a computer can keep up with that. Whereas <laughs> yes. separate it all for you. A yeah. book full of paper would just be like, oh, it would be <laughs> it's maddening. A, it's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah, it is overwhelming. Totally. Like Oh, I'm just so excited that you guys are doing this again this year. And you've been able to even make it even more interesting for people who have seen it before by making some little changes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed it last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we got, uh, we just found out this week that we're getting an in-kind sponsorship from Bright Ideas. So they're going to give us a bunch of decorations. So the whole space is going to feel wintry and magical and warm. And we've got some other fun ideas cooking on how to make it a really special experience too. And we're really like doubling into like the first piece of the night is the the classic poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas. It was Mm -hmm. the night before Christmas and all through the house. Mm -hmm. And so we're performing it live and the singers are accompanying each stanza with a different traditional Christmas carol. Mm -hmm. And then halfway through, we're doing another original poem that's written by Cat Walsh, Mm -hmm. um, which is called The Nights of Midwinter, which is about the the long long ago first winters and before there was christmas before there was anything sure. um of the the old fjords and the pines and you know Surviving furs and yeah, yeah. Yes, and the celebration of those times and all that stuff mm-hmm. and so it like bookends these two yeah, like cool. really deeply rooted traditions mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in a way that i think people will find just really interesting yeah. as well as just being fun and having a good time yeah. you're gonna leave feeling delighted that's for sure that's the that's yeah. the goal yes that's the goal absolutely <laughs> what kind of research did you have to do to write this play uh, qu- quite a bit in, <laughs> in different places like that's the other thing that i really enjoy about writing yeah. is that I just go down these rabbit holes. Yeah. Because it, yes, you can, you can I, satisfy yeah. your ADHD. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, I'm like right, with right Dracula. there with Because like, I have it, whatever yeah, it is. I'm right there when, right I, when I did Dracula 77, I was like, okay, so yeah. if I'm updating this to 1977 and moving it to New York, I have to find every single location that matches the book that that would have existed in 19... And I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I could go that much further in time because we'd have computers and cell phones and they'd be able to, like, research vampires. And yeah. So it was like, yeah. okay, so keeping that reality in mind, like, okay, what is the period? What was possible? What was not possible? Mm-hmm. And so the same thing with this. It's like, okay... W- like even if I write a joke, it's like like we were talking the other night in the room about tuppence, about the uh-huh. when uh, Scrooge takes the pennies off Marley's eyes at the beginning of the book and says oh. tuppence is tuppence. Yes. And 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 I'm doing a whole different thing with that this year. Yeah. But we have this conversation about tuppence and what was what did it look like in 1845 and <laughs> what would it have been and and then when you know going into stuff like. Krampus and yeah. I didn't know anything about that before oh. I wrote it. My my partner is a religious studies professor at UNO. Okay. And knows about all that stuff. And so yeah. we were talking about that stuff at home and it oh. got me thinking right. about this other thing. Yeah. yeah. And and so then after I sort of said, Oh, this is a funny idea, then I went down the rabbit hole on what jokes can I pull out of the actual mythology that exists? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you start reading something and you go, oh my God, that's so, re- that's like crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Can and it just lends itself to a joke. Yeah. 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 And so like one of the jokes this year yeah. is like Krampus comes in with a, he's wearing a basket with little kid's legs sticking out of it, <laughs> in those old pictures. Yeah. And my character's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, cool. He's like, oh, they're not real. Is it? He, you know, they just start having this conversation about it. But it's the research that kind of brings the joke to the mm-hmm. foreground. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Um, and then the same thing with the, like, even if it's not actual, like, historical research like when we're talking about Rankin and Bass stuff yeah. yeah like last night we were rehearsing something we were talking about like in that old cartoon wasn't one of the actors who's playing Santa in in that Thanksgiving scene where Santa and Mrs. Claus are trying to wrangle their unruly children and mm-hmm. and they're having this whole conversation about like Santa's asking why is it not okay to say Merry Christmas anymore yeah. and and the <laughs> yeah. kids are like well it's not that it's not okay and it's like da 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 and they're and you see Santa trying and so it's like this really fun back and forth and, and able to be able to sort of put a finger on something that's going on in society mm-hmm. yes. and say, let's all laugh at this for a minute, but let's all listen also mm-hmm. to the real sort of argument underneath it and yeah. the real sort of conversation yes. what are they that people are say? trying to have. Yeah. And that's the whole idea of the family thing that, that we added to the show yeah. this year was this idea that in society we're so like increasingly more unable to talk oh. to each other yeah. when we have differing ideas about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having this family represent this really diverse Every society. Yeah. Everybody's got it. Yeah, and then, and then sort of, okay, like let's fold in now that these are Rankin and Bass characters having this conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's do our research and know if we're getting this right. Did he say this or did Hermie the dentist do that or what, you know, what would this look like now if they were grown up people and this happened and mm-hmm. so yeah, we just, yeah. I mean, it's so much fun and but yeah, yeah, it's the research is in whatever manner it, it exists in is mm-hmm. the, that's the ball game. It's pretty yeah. constant. We're all anytime someone asks a question, we're all like, let's find out. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be one person in the crowd who knows their stuff yep. about whatever the thing is you're trying to make a joke of, and yes. you lose people by rows of ten. Yes, and <laughs> yeah. so you want to be able to be as as right. tight on your knowledge as you can. Yeah. yeah. And then you can start poking fun and yeah. poking holes in that stuff. Yeah, especially if you're going to joke about it. Correct. Make sure you know Even what you're joking about. Even more important. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> because, because then, when you know about it and, then, and you do manage to joke about it, it's appreciated that much more. Yes. Yeah. I, I love finding humor in stuff that I know nothing about. I was... I was... I, I'm not sure I was more satisfied as when I made someone laugh in, in Polish. <laughs> And I was like, I, I think I've achieved something here. <laughs> Just for personally yeah. for myself. Yeah, totally. It's like, come on. Totally. And it's so much fun to, yeah. to take something you don't know about. It's like, mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. make that funny so the people who do know about it also think it's funny right not yes. just people who don't know about it we're not making fun and they appreciate that you took the time yes mm-hmm. to really listen to what the story is or what their thing is and then mm-hmm. be able to make them laugh at it but yes. without just being irresponsible with that knowledge saying okay yeah. i didn't do any work but i think this is a funny joke but right yeah but yeah. when yeah. they can see that you did the work that you put in the legwork i think There's it does matter yes. yeah there is and it respect. makes them go oh okay all right mm-hmm. this yeah. is good and that's the thing, all the humor, like everything, there's yeah. none of it that's disrespectful. Not at all. And I don't think any of it has to be. It's never no. punching down. It's never yeah. pointing at one holiday over another holiday yeah. and pitting them against. It's, it's always about 
the confusion that exists and the humor <laughs> yes. that comes out of that confusion. Yeah. Yes. And then like the real people trying to connect with each other. And that's why it's so important to have such good actors. Yeah. Yes. And I'm so glad that I found that. <laughs> She's just such a wonderful actor. Aww, thanks. Yeah. I'm, it, the, it's the second time that happened because last year when we were doing it, Jason Levering mm. was like, yeah, I'm interested in getting back on stage again. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's try it out. And, and it was like, oh my God, what the heck? You're great. Like you're yeah, such a... Yeah, he was really good where he was so, driving yeah, in the car. And all yeah. So was real really and... Mm-hmm. And this Maddie did the same thing this year. Jason yeah. said, "Well, Maddie kind of wants to get back on stage." I was like, yeah, All right, J- Jason, Jason threw me in. Yeah. Yeah. And then the first, <laughs> the first rehearsal we had, I was like, "What? Where have you been? Yeah. This is fabulous." Yeah, I love it. And yeah. and especially when you're doing relationship stuff and showing like family yeah. relationships or whatever. I, I always think the actors are the most important thing because literally everybody in the crowd knows what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't go. Well, we're just act this. No, because yeah. everybody will go. Yeah, actors. Yeah, you, you know yeah. What I mean, yeah. caught you acting. Yeah, you know, yeah. exactly. And, and, yeah. And, but when you have those actors who can really sort of legitimately sort of forge relationships within the show, yep, yep, it it completely it changes the show. Yeah, yeah. valuing yes. process over product. Yes, yes. exactly. And really creating a rehearsal environment where everybody can connect. Right, and they start becoming like that family. And yep. Yes. They and, trust each other. And this group is it's Special. a it's a small cast, but man, everybody comes ready to play, and oh, it's so it. delightful. So. It's been, I haven't done any acting for quite a while. So this being my first experience back into that has just been an absolute treat. You loving it again? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you kicking yourself for waiting so long? Yes, yes. of course. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing. I waited yep, like yep. 15 years and then I got back on stage. I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Why did I do this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love to hear that. That is fantastic. I can't wait to see this again this year. I saw yeah. it last year. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Can't wait to be back. And this, this is such year. a perfect thing for you to write. It's so eclectic, and and it's you like history and culture as well. So it's kind of a nice contrast to what you've mm-hmm. done before, which is more serious things. But it's yeah. it's good to actually have the holiday where it's not owned by someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, not no yet. one really owns it. <laughs> People think <laughs> they own everything that happens in December, but it's so nice that you're giving everything credence. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And, and that seems like a perfect place for you to write. Yeah, I so. really, I mean, it's like, you know, that's my world view. And that's, mm-hmm. again, like to, to echo what Maddie said about, I mean, that's what Benson Theater is doing here. Yes, yeah. And it sure. really is the only place that I know of that's doing this, is that, mm-hmm. like, different artists are coming in all the time, and there's so much mm-hmm. variety and diversity going yeah. on in here. It's really and, cool. And so like the thing with holiday lights is like the thing with Benson theater is like everybody's welcome. Yep. Yeah. And that's what we want. Like we want everybody to be, feel like they're welcome so that they can laugh mm-hmm. and yep. they can yeah. relax and they can feel safe and enjoy themselves. And yeah. And, and maybe head to their holiday dinner with like a little bit of levity yeah. instead of like, Oh, what arguments going to happen yeah. this time? That's wonderful. I love this. Uh, I, Break all the legs. Thank you. Thank with you holiday lights again yeah. this year. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, I so we're much enjoyed it. it. Yes, we're uh, we always love talking with you guys, and it's so nice to be able to talk with you in person. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is this is great. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Don't miss this exceptional holiday production, Holiday Lights 
Winter's Wonderful Gifts opens December 7th and showtimes continue on December 8th, 9th, and 10th, the 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th. For tickets, go to bsbtheater.com or bensontheater.org. Happy Holidays! Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.